All right, so before this episode of Card Table Conversations, we have a first sponsor. Let's go. Sponsor, hardly know her. First ad, baby. First ad. And so for those who um, ask the question, how does these broke kids have their own podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Um, it's a pretty simple answer, and it's Anchor. So shout out to Anchor. Um, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Mm-hmm. You want to explain it? Yeah, uh, allow me to explain here, Rylan. Yeah, uh, Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Uh, when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. All in one place. All in one place. And the best part of all of Anchor is that it fits our budget, and our budget is uh, zero. So it's free. Zero. Free, 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 free. Free, free, free. free. And what is it? The mandatory call like to action. Christ, free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And maybe. That is anchor.fm. Anchor app. Anchor.fm. And maybe. Just maybe, maybe, maybe one day you can mm-hmm. be, be on the level of this mediocre podcast that we call Absolutely. Our Conversations. Yeah. So Probably. yeah, that's it. You can you guys can sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Card Table Conversations. We're back. This is the first episode um, of the summer. I'm back home in lovely, sunny, the greatest city in the world, Fort Wayne, Indiana. And to my left is a special guest, a Fort Wayne native, born and raised. It is my father, Karsten Lockmiller. How are you? Yo, yo, I'm doing well. <laughs> I, uh, I've been listening to you and all your knuckleheaded cronies for yeah. a while uh, you know if i use too big of words for you college kids just let me know <laughs> but uh listen to you you know i'll fall asleep to it i'll uh, <laughs> i'll fall asleep so exciting wake up to it finish it your mother and i listen to it on the way to florida or to the airport to fly to florida and uh we find it quite entertaining i don't know if it's because of blood's thicker than water and we're Got any favorite episodes or moments? (laughs) Dude, I can't. I I, I don't know if I could narrow it down. There's so many. There's so many. It's like saying, who's your favorite kid? You know, I I got two. I can't (laughs) say that. I can't say that. So, But uh, I'm uh, excited to be finally out of my cage. You know, I felt like for these 48 years, almost 49, I'll be 49 here in a couple weeks, um, I've been in this cage and, you know, I, I look at my feathers and my feathers are too pretty for the cage I'm in. Mm. So I want to be out there, man. I want to be exposed. Do you think the world has been holding you back or you've been held back from the world? No, I think my naps have been holding me back. Cause there's a, there's a Drake line when he had his kid, mm-hmm. he said, I wasn't hiding the world from my kid. I was hiding my kid from the world. Oh, is that, like, is that like you with your creativity? Yeah, for sure. And I also have a Drake line for you. <laughs> what's, your, what's my Drake line? I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 57. I'm a dummy. <laughs> and then you know me. Uh-huh. You know, you yeah, know yeah. how it goes. But, I d- uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I actually had a shirt once that said that. Did your you? uncle bought for my birthday. Yeah. Uh, a blue shirt and a white mm, lettering. It said, I, remember that. I only love my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Do you know what t-shirt I like that you had that you should wear more? What's that? Hashtag limousine. Yeah, I don't know where that is. You know, or you, didn't you have like a hashtag selfie one? I, I've had some really cool attire in my years. Um, what's happened is your sister and you yeah. have... She's more than me. She's more than you, but... But, like, I mean, some of my favorite stuff just ends up, like, not there. And I just, like, whatever, man. Here's my defense. I I feel like I'm selective in shirts that you don't wear. She's selective with your favorites. I go for the, 
the sleeper picks that you don't wear. I'm like, oh, he's not wearing this. Or it's like, okay, that's the point. It's not fitting him. Let me slide in. Why wouldn't it be fitting me? I haven't grown in forever. Not height-wise. What's that mean? You know what it means. So I've gained a little something. No, it's you know, okay. I mean, the, the mm. winners do me in. Mm. You know, for anybody that will pretend to care, I used to be an active fella. No, oh, yeah, stop. Yeah, we'll we'll get into your accolades here in a little bit. Uh, I, no, th- no, that's th- not what this is about. This but is what I. But I, we can get into it. You know, in the winter, I simply come home from my job. I've been doing it twenty-five years now, and I will get on FanDuel. And have college basketball on, and for <laughs> four to five hours every night, that's what I do, and I just sit. And gamble. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> I don't have much money, so no. I, uh, I'm i going to gamble, you know, a big game for me would be like 10 bucks. Yeah. 15 bucks. That would be a big game. I'm usually dollar, $2, $3. And, what are you uh, up? What am I up? Yeah. Millions, baby. I don't know. I am up. I mean, I, you know, I paid for flights to Florida on spring break. and um, uh, Oh, yeah. So we just got a special guest coming in here. It's my my boy, G-Man, Gabe Garman. I've known him for years. Wonderful Christian man. Do you want to say hi to the podcast? What's up, podcast? Yeah, oh, his voice sounds nice. Oh, yeah. So anytime you want to chime in, Gabe, yeah, we'll just. Uh, I mean, the man, the myth, and the legends on the mic right now. I don't know what else I can say besides <laughs> what that guy's got to say. No, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a bum from Wayne Dale. <laughs> Not from Wayne Dale. <laughs> eh, out by there. So. Of who? Wayne Dalians. Yeah. Well. Wayne Dalians. They uh they were rocking the mullet before the mullet was cool again. Like when it wasn't cool. I still don't think it's that cool. Yeah, I I kind of agree. Although I did Some cut people, it in. You did have a, a mini one for. I had a mini like one. Two months. For two months. Um, I guess that's what you do when you're old and you know that the best is behind you. You just kind of cut in a mullet and just like, hey, let's rock <laughs> this for a little bit or grow an ugly, terrible beard. You that is an annual thing. For the last two years, it has been. Uh, Garmin joined us this year, right? Garmin's was kind of cool, though. What? Garmin's cool. He's younger. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, At least one lady does. <laughs> yeah. You should get that chair and bring it right here. So I can... um, but yeah, so, you know, I'll grow that. And, and it wasn't until I was 47 that I could grow a, a halfway decent beard. Um, and when I grow it, you know, first year I kind of trimmed it up and then last year I didn't do nothing. You just let it go. Let it go. And, and then I shave it into a goatee that looks The goatee's the worst. I I don't mind the beard. When it gets to the goatee, that's when it's like, okay, maybe this is it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but your mom, you know, she's a God-fearing woman and will, uh, allow me to make an idiot of myself <laughs> so no, that's what i do i don't i don't have much problem with that right. i can tell you some stories where i made an idiot of myself if you want well we can go into because you have quite the collection of stories um i do have some good stories but I it's not like- me it's a combination of the people that i've been fortunate enough to be surrounded by like garmin here I mean, we've had great times. I could tell you about when he, you know, whatever. I won't get into all that. I'm going to try to keep it on the Bethel up and up, you know, so. No, nah, man. No, nah, I, I ain't going rated R here. Hang on. Don't make me sound like I'm not an upstanding citizen of society. <laughs> oh, you're extremely upstanding. You're, you're one of the nicest guys I know. <laughs> Seriously. I'm going to put you up there with, you know. I don't know, Pat Robertson. I mean, he is a great storyteller. That's why I came over here. I feel I like, I feel was... like, yeah, I feel like our our family as a whole is a storytelling family. But not only that, we retell the same stories all the time. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Because but we it, always laugh at them. Well, I mean, 
you know, we got Seinfeld on in the background here, and I've probably seen this episode 25 times in my life. Mm-hmm. But it's still on. It's still good. It's <laughs> yeah. like read, reading the book. Like, you don't read James once and not go back to James. No, yeah. All right? So a good story is like a good friend. You revisit it. How's that for words of wisdom? That's 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 levels. There's levels, and I got lyrics to the levels. <laughs> so, what is your earliest memory? Oh man, I, I don't know. I'm lucky to remember yesterday, but I don't know. That's a good question. I remember like uh, in kindergarten one time, I'm out playing tetherball, and I'll be dan- darned if I get beat <laughs> at tetherball. So I jump up, and the little fat kid I'm playing, I mean, if you're a little overweight, I got nothing but love for you because uh, I'm right there with you. But he kept hitting it and hitting it and hitting it, and I jumped, and it wrapped around my, and I was off the ground. <laughs> and the recess lady had to actually come out and with scissors. And, like, mind you, I'm, I'm dangling from my arm. Were you like in pain, or is it just? Yeah, dude, I had a rope burn. You you gonna hang by your arm? I mean, think of that. Just your <laughs> your little kid. You jump up and it goes all the way around you and gets so just stuck. Like... <laughs> exactly. And now I'm stuck, and I'm dangling, and I can't touch the ground, and I'm my you know my shoulders about to pop. And a little recess lady came out, saw me, ran in, got scissors, and had to cut it and free me. So I don't know, kindergarten maybe. In hindsight, you probably, since you were a kindergartner, weren't that high off the ground, right? I wasn't that high. Well, yeah. I mean, I've had I've had hops since. I've had hops for a while, but uh, yeah, probably not, Gabe. That's probably like a <laughs> three inches off the ground. It's a, good, it's a good memory. It's a good memory. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to get your first memory that you can remember is like hanging by a tether ball having to be cut out at recess. <laughs> and what elementary school was this? So I went to Indian Village Elementary. What na- is that is that technically a neighborhood downtown? Or is that like a uh it's oh, a neighborhood uh, out by Foster Park. That's where so, I grew up. So close to the 07 or is it in the 07? Uh that was in 09. It was 09. So real close to the 07 now because um, I mean we would walk to school back in the day. Got in my first fight walking home. Well, who'd you fight? I don't even remember. I just remember telling my old man about it, and uh, he said, did you win? I said, yeah, I won. He said, how do you know? I said, he was on the ground more. And that was all it had to take, <laughs> man. That was, uh, that- hey. Winner, winner. So you don't remember what it was over? Uh, I don't remember what it was over. Nope, I don't. So you went to, was that a public elementary? It was public. I went there kindergarten, first and second. Okay. Shout out to Mrs. Lewis, my kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Mrs. Lawson, my first grade teacher. And Mrs. Edwards, my second grade teacher. Which one's your favorite? My f- kindergarten and first. Just uh, <laughs> like second my my second grade teacher told my parents at uh, parent teacher conference that I had too much self confidence. <laughs> um, you know, it's not a lie if it's true. What? It's not a lie if it's true. Maybe I did, but that doesn't mean it's. You know, it was what it was, and uh, that uh, in life has served to have its rewards and its um, detriments as well. <laughs> so when did you transition to the Lutheran school system? Yeah, shout out to Martin Luther. Took the Catholic faith and perfected it. <laughs> 95 Theses. That was uh, Church in Wittenberg, and it was done on October 31st. Uh, it's been 500 and a handful of years ago. Uh, that Martin Luther... Did that, you know, we had the indulgences going on, the corruption in the church. <laughs> um, you know, most people will celebrate October 31st as Halloween. You know, a good Lutheran is going to look at that as Reformation Day. And by, and by the way, my uh, Lutheran pastor, 
growing up, just died yesterday. So shout out to S.S. Erberg, Pastor Erberg. He always smoked a pipe. I was friends with his boy, still in friends with his son. Go over to his house. He'd be in the study just studying the Bible and just smoking a pipe. It smelled wonderful. <laughs> just like C.S. Lewis. Oh, yeah. What do you think of C.S. Lewis, Garmin? Mastermind. Mastermind. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. He's a you gotta read twice type of guy. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's uh Yeah, beyond smart. Beyond he, smart. When did he die? Uh sixties, I think. Mm. You can uh fact check me. Google. Google. They're listening to us anyway. So, so when did you go to a Lutheran school? <laughs> what does it say? Sixty three. Yeah, November second, twenty second, sixty three. Um, I went to Lutheran school, Mrs. Knopf, in third grade. What school? Saint Paul Lutheran, downtown Fort Wayne. Uh, a couple of cool things about that school: they had a, the church was on one side of the street, the school on the other, and in the basement we had a bowling alley. And we also had a tunnel for chapel. You would be able to walk under the street to the church. So you never had to go outside in inclement weather or, you know, worry about all these kids running across the street from a, getting hit by a car or anything like that. But uh, my first detention came uh, in that bowling alley, as a matter of fact. Okay, go on. So for gym class, we would bowl, and it was an old-fashioned lane where we had to set the pens. So you had to take turns putting the pens in the correct spot where they were knocked down, getting the bowling ball, and putting it on the roller and pushing it down, and it would roll back. Well, I'm back there with a couple of my buddies at the time, and we decided it would be a good idea to start spitting in the finger holes. So we'd spit loogies in the finger holes, roll them down there, and then just peer out through the, the cracks and watch these people stick their finger in there. And they were <laughs> sticking in there. It was all like loogies and stuff. <laughs> then you got caught. Yeah, then I got in trouble. <laughs> so I went there for third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and then went to another Lutheran school in eighth. Did you walk to the Lutheran school? No, it was, uh, you had to take buses, two buses, you had to transfer. So I rode bus 10 with Bill, the bus driver, and then we'd meet at a place, Hope Lutheran, out uh, south, and all the Lutheran school buses would meet there, and then you'd get off the bus that picked you up and go to the bus that took you to your school. Uh, Then I rode bus 17 with Mary. Now, Mary was a black lady. And she didn't cut her fingernails on one of her hands. Okay. So they were like long. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody that doesn't cut their fingernails. That like long and curly and like. How did she drive like that? She drove one-handed. She drove with like, she held it with her right hand and her left hand was just on the wheel kind of like this with long curling, curly fingernails. Did it curl over the wheel? <laughs> like grip like Wolverine? No, there was none of that stuff. But she was kind of intimidating. Um, I remember one time she ran a red light downtown, and the police pulled her over, and everybody on the bus had to get off and walk like four blocks to school in downtown Fort Wayne. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, uh, man, maybe fourth, fifth grade. I don't know. <laughs> so everybody just got off and started walking. Did Mary drive the bus the next day? <laughs> yeah. Did, did Mary drive the bus the next day? Man, this is back in the wild, wild west. Like where, you know, if you were sick, you didn't go get a COVID test. You just grinded it out. You know, it's like this is back when men were men and people weren't always butthurt about, he called me a name. She called me a name. It's like, man. Back when people were tough, you drank out of water hose, you didn't ride a bike with a helmet, and, you know, you lived those days, Garmin. Yeah, speaking of which, I was just at Walmart, and they had a hose there that said, 
faucet safe. You could drink it right. The, the no lead. You could drink it right out of the right out of the hose. Wow. Wow, America might may, may be tough again. <laughs> we'll see if we survive Uncle Joe, but whatever. I don't want to get political because I know young people kind of think different than old people, but whatever. So back to you, right? What? Go ahead. So, it's, so did, did she drive the bus the next day? Yeah, man, there was no consequence in. <laughs> they probably cut one of her nails as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> she went back Rode that, drove that bus. Do you have any more good bus stories? Well, I do have another bus story. I got multiple bus stories if you want to think about it. But one was my sister. She uh, was into Cabbage Patch Kids back in the day. And for whatever reason, she took her Cabbage Patch Kids and all these fake bottles to school. Well, we get to transfer one day. And... I get off the bus, she's following behind me, and she drops her back, and all these buses roll under all, or all those bottles roll under all these buses, and she's yelling for me, and so I had to, like, crawl under, like, four buses, because it's windy, and the bottles were blowing, and it was, everybody's looking at me crawling under buses to get these bottles, but, you know, I survived. <laughs> how many, how many grades older are you? Um, two. Two? Yeah. And then you and Seth are how old apart? Uh, almost 11 years. That's a, that's a big gap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's planned. <laughs> Do you think it was planned? Uh, when it comes to love, I don't think. <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem with love. <laughs> yeah, there's probably a lot of babies out there that are a result of just love, not thinking. But you know what? Do you think Seth is one of those babies? No, man. All I know is I'm just pleased as punch that Sethy's around and <laughs> in my life. I talk to that dude every day. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. Yeah. So. Got any more good elementary stories or moving on to middle school? <sighs> Dude, I'm 49. If we if we, if we go <laughs> in depth over everything, I mean, I could always come back for, you know, podcast number two with two? with Daddy. But uh, let's not say that. Nah, man, that's what I call myself, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, you know, middle school is cool. Whatever, it's fine. You, we're skipping over middle school right now. Yeah, dude, that's enough of that. High school then. High school, yeah. So I went to Concordia Lutheran for two years. Uh, Carroll for two years. A lot of good memories during those two or those four those four years. Met a lot of good people. A lot of good friends. Had great teachers. Um, you know, just your average life in the late '80s, early '90s. Did you play? Were you on varsity your freshman year at Concordia, or was that your sophomore year? Sophomore, yeah, I was on JV freshman. Uh, Concordia had a really good team my freshman year. They went uh, Sweet 16, and again, this was single class when basketball was basketball. Am I right, Gabe? Amen, brother. (laughs) And Garmin not only played as well, but coached. How many years have you coached high school basketball? 20. 20, so we're dudes that are – Loyal and dedicated to hoops. We love it, right? Yes. Love the game. Except for uh, NBA, man. I can't get behind LeBron and them clowns. <laughs> that, that's probably a whole nother discussion on which era is better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we all know. I mean, people today try to claim it, but if you haven't lived through them both, how can you really know? You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, young buck. No, this is this is another conversation for another time. We're here. What else we got to do? This is a story episode. Oh, it's a story episode. Okay. Not a debate. Not a not, debate. Not we a can debate. do one. I want to... So, my grandfather coached at Carroll for how many years? I don't know. A while. Decades? Yeah. 
whatever. There's only been five head coaches in the history of the school, and he was the second, right? He was number two. Yeah, he was number two. Her Moyer was number one, and Big Fellow was number two. And there was a epic matchup your sophomore year between Concordia and Carroll. Go into that. Oh, so I'm a sophomore playing against uh, Big Fella. And what was the household like like before the game? I never like was there I, tension? That's a great question. It's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those things where everybody's so busy. I don't He has his practices. He's getting home. I have mine, I'm getting home, I'm doing my homework. I'm jumping out on ESPN for Big Monday, two on Tuesday, Wild Wednesday, just immersing myself in college basketball. He's probably out there scouting nonstop, trying to figure out how he's, how's he going to shut down number 21. <laughs> What's he going to do? You know, s- sleepless nights on his half probably. I don't, I don't know. So, like, schedule comes out, though, and you see Carol. Well, Carol and Concordia always played each other. Still do. Yeah. Um, and Like, what? Like you going into the season, you knew it was going to happen. Um. When you're that young, you just look one day at a time. I don't know. It wasn't like a... It wasn't a big deal? No, it was a big deal at the time, but it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, in two months, three weeks, six days, four hours, we're going to play. You know, it wasn't like that. It was like, man, let's take care of these other schools. Let's take, you know, you had games at a time, and as a sophomore, you're trying to do your thing, and you're younger, and you're just trying to stay up with the big boys, so... It's like the night before the game, though. There's no, like, are there any words spoken, or do you remember anything? I honestly don't. I just remember uh, going there, and was it at Concordia at Carroll? It was at Carroll. We won in overtime. <laughs> <laughs> now, I went to uh, Carroll the next year. My parents moved, and I transferred. And became friends with a lot of the Carroll guys, and they talk about that game in more detail than I do because I guess he was amped and wanting to win. <laughs> That's how he is. He's a winner. You know, Gabe played for him. He's going to do whatever to win, and there's no family thing. It's like you know, we're going to get out there and win. For sure, there's so many stories from Big Fella. <laughs> Gabe's got a great story too. You want to do the Big Fella story? Which one? Whatever one you want. <laughs> you want the practice one or the one that involves me specifically? I think both are worth telling. You can do both. Telling. We got well, it's my junior year, and ironically enough, we're at Concordia. So, Concordia Carroll is always a big game, and I don't know exactly all the history i think it's just the fact that it was the first game of the season and you know concordia had this tradition and you know the ties with the lock mullers to concordia i will say i will add for those of you who pretend to i'm going to pretend people are listening uh concordia their mascot are the cadets they have a real strong ROTC rotc program there and when they announce the players, the starting lineup, and the coaches, they fire blanks. Do they still do that? They still do that. And there's liberals that are all butthurt about, oh, guns in the school, blah, 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 whatever. But so I just wanted to add that, that, you know, it's a the gym's smaller. There's a cage around the top. Yeah. You know, it, it's, a, it's a unique atmosphere in, in uh, high school basketball. All right. Sorry, Gabe. No, that's that's – good detail because it's part of the story because he's you know first game of the season you're putting all your stuff in and then you know that that last week of practice he's like laser focused Mm -hmm. like intense practices a lot of probably yelling and screaming throwing his clipboard which he always carried around that thing had so much tape on it i don't know how it's (laughs) stuck together (laughs) but uh so we get to the game i'm starting and lo and behold, we get into this this uh, little small locker room. They put us in the rinkiest locker room. It smells like 
sewer. Yeah. And they take the uh, – th- there's no benches in there. In the locker room. N- no, yeah, no benches in the locker room. So, of course, you know, pregame, coach, you know, we go out and do our warm-up or whatever, and coach is writing his stuff up on the board. So we come back in, and so we all got to sit on the floor. Well, <laughs> things were – there was like a delay or something, so I didn't I didn't get my normal pregame poop, mm. you know. So yeah, I was a little gassy. No, yeah. So we're sitting on the floor. My my knees are up, you know. <laughs> I rest on my knees, and he's giving us this laser focused pregame speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, let's go. All of a sudden, he pauses, and when he pauses, I let a little boomper out. Yeah. Now, those of you who don't know what a boomper is, that's what the lock is call farts. <laughs> and maybe you've gone over that in your episodes yet, yeah. but if you haven't, you need to, you know, talk about the history of how boomp came into vocabulary. <laughs> so I let this little boomper out in a pause in his intense pregame speech. Not everybody knows what a boomper is. No, uh, no, yeah, you went into it. I went into that. Clarified that that's part of the vocabulary. So... Big fella could stare, give you the stare. <laughs> I mean, like. Into your soul. Into your soul stare. Yeah. Icy. So I'm sitting on the ground with my knees up. Just let this boomper go. Was it trying to, were you going to be like, oh, I'm just going to be quiet on this one? Or is it just like involuntary? I was trying. Like I was trying to hold it in. but like, <laughs> Yeah, because I, it, I told him, you know, I, I did get my pregame poop. Because <laughs> of the way the schedule was, whatever. So he's he's I'm standing right by him, <laughs> and he's looking down at me, you know, like a giant. <laughs> and he says, just staring at me for the longest time. It felt like an eternity. I'm just like, oh, don't break eye contact. Don't break eye contact. <laughs> and he he looks down at me and he goes, Garmin, would you do that? At your girlfriend's mom's dinner table? <laughs> no. Well, crap. Don't do it here. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, that broke the ice, and we were ready to go play. And did you win? We did win. We did win. I don't remember how much, but we did win that game. So it was all good. Yeah, anytime you walk away with a W against the K-Dads, it's a good game. For sure. Oh, go back to when you beat Carol, though. What was the environment in the house afterwards? Um, yeah, so I would say that was a Saturday night. I don't think uh, Big Fella talked to me, or I talked to Big Fella for about 48, 72 hours I mean, and I did not grow up in what I would say is a big house. So you saw each other, but it's like, just avoid eye contact. Just avoid. <laughs> because. But you won, so you were okay with it. Hell yeah, I won. <laughs> yeah, man. We won. What was Honey like? Oh, so Honey is what we call my mom. Uh, yeah, it was hard on her. Obviously, <laughs> she's torn between her. First born and her husband, and <laughs> first she, born beat her husband. Uh, I know, I know. It's spectacular. Anytime you can get an upper hand on somebody, you do it. She, she was probably secretly rooting for you. Well, most girls were, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So then you transferred to Carol. Yep. Transferred yeah. to Carol. It was, it was the best thing that happened. It was awesome. My parents built a house out here, and uh, a couple of my college roommates ended up being guys that I went to high school with and playing with, and still today, I'm great friends with them. And, um, you know, Carol at that time was, I think I had 178 maybe in my class. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you graduated, you had like 650. Six, six, seven. Yeah. So. We were a r- rural school. I always feel find that word's hard to rural. say. Rural. I feel like that's a. I don't think you have to say the second R. Rural. Well, you have to say the. Otherwise, saying rural. So I'm saying rural. But you got a little R in there. No, I'm saying rural. 
You think the second R's are silent? I don't think you have to say. I think it makes it harder. Rural. Ah, rural. No, for guys that struggle with R's, that'd be a hard <laughs> word to pronounce. So anyway, uh, yeah, we were like future farmers of America, national champs, like three years in a row. I mean, it was a smaller school. It was country. It was it was awesome. You know, uh, snow days, guys rode their snowmobiles to practice and. So that was good. Um, you know, had a couple of teams that played on. We were competitive and just had some great memories. Mm-hmm. So. And then, what made you go choose Ball State? Well, I was toying with playing. Visited a couple smaller schools. Like uh, what? Uh Grace. Yeah, Crossroads League. Um, a place in Illinois. I don't even remember. Um, went on a visit there. Just um, had it that I wanted to go to a bigger school. And I don't know. The only big school I applied to was Ball State. <laughs> so. so you didn't apply to like IU or Purdue? What's that? So you never thought about going to like IU or Purdue? No. no, I mean, I'm an IU basketball fan since day one. I wear a lot of IU stuff. I didn't go there, but I don't wear IU because of the uh, scholastics. I could give a rat's rear about that. I just, if I were, you see me in IU, it's because of Bob Knight. Yeah, Bobby Knight and the memories growing up. I mean, back in the day, Bobby Knight would write up, there were 64 sectionals in Indiana, and Bobby Knight would write a, or send a handwritten letter, an autograph letter to every high school coach that won a sectional. That's sweet. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal back then. It was totally different than today. Mm-hmm. Back, you know, high school basketball was Friday and Saturday always. And crowds were better. Following was better. The news, the paper was really um, – committed to high school basketball it was mm-hmm. write-ups every week and a section every thursday just on high school basketball with all the stats from every conference and so it's a different time yeah so then you go to ball state who do you mm-hmm. room with your freshman year at ball state i roomed with a guy they call cat poop <laughs> did you just go right random no i knew cat poop um from concordia mm-hmm. and uh you know, it was, uh, he was there. I knew him. I wasn't going to get stuck with somebody I didn't know or so. You got any good cat poop stories? Oh. Gabe? I don't know. What what rating is this podcast? <laughs> Let's just say last episode there's a few F-bombs, so you're good to say whatever. Uh, well, we don't do F-bombs up in here. So... No, nah, Kappa was a good dude. I mean, uh, I mean, you can say he's not listening to this, nor will he ever listen to this. Uh, you never know. This this thing could take off. This could be lightning in a bottle. We don't know. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember one time Kappa was drunk and had hickeys all over his neck from this one weird girl named Candy, and <laughs> he's walking around. Like at 2 a.m., where's my girlfriend? With just a towel around his hickeys to try to hide him going up and down. I mean, you know, Ball State was, at that time, you had co ed dorms, 24 hour visitation, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing like what you have at Bethel, a boys' floor, a girls' floor. And this is 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you had. Uh, plenty of time to interact with the co-eds and meet other people and other floors. And, you know, I know today there are some colleges that have a boy's room, a girl's room, a boy's room, a girl's room on the same floor, which how? I, don't, I don't, which I don't know if I'd like that. So that's how, uh, Parker's at IU. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So thanks Kevin, man.
My neighbor across the street just brought us a couple of Bishop Lures glasses. You are Bishop Lured Al. Just side note, he's wearing a Bishop Lures gym t-shirt, a Bishop Lures fitted baseball hat, and now he has two Bishop Lures mugs on his table from a guy that's not Catholic nor went to Lures. No, I know, but Kevy's a good guy, and uh, that's my connection. You know, I got some loose <laughs> connections with Carol. Loose connections with Carol. Well, I mean, I care about the baseball team, buddies with their coaches, mm-hmm. Lance and Wendy. Um, you know, Garmin was their coaching connection there. Um, but I'm a Lures guy, man. Go Lou. <laughs> the Lou. So, do you have any more stories from freshman year? How did you meet Tim Ray? Well, I'm currently having a beer as I'm talking, but at that time, I didn't drink. Did you ever in college? In college, yeah, but not I mean, your freshman year. Not my beginning, of my freshman year, you know, coming out. I never drank in high school. Uh, went to a party with Cat Poop because he knew a guy, whatever. And Cat Poop also knew what would become Tim Ray's brother-in-law. Okay. So Tim Ray is from Chesterton, Indiana. He just uh, was the varsity assistant on their basketball team as they were state runner-up this year. Had a great year, but Tim Ray and I are sitting on the couch. We're the only ones not drinking and just making fun of all these idiot dudes. And Tim Ray and I became pretty close freshman year. Mm-hmm. Hung out, had similar likes and interest. He is a Heels fan, as is Gabe Garman. Go Heels. Heel, yeah. <laughs> They're going to be good next year. Yeah. Lenardi uh, hasn't picked uh, already. Boom. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, if uh, the Hoosiers get TJD back, I think they'll be a decent. I think they'll be. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I think he is. I don't think so. Anyway, so sophomore year, did you live with Tim Ray then? No. So we were going to get a house off campus. Cat Poop, Tim Ray, me, a guy named Petey, another guy, and like three of them flunked out. And so (laughs) I was like, "Uh uh-oh. So I ended up back in the dorms last minute with Cat Poop again. (laughs) Spent two years with Cat Poop. Two years, well, and then the next year with Cat Poop as well. So, What was the following year? Uh, following year was Beacon Hill Apartments. Mm. So we got our apartments, and that's when uh, we lived in apartment 407, which was quickly dubbed Club 407. Um, it was the place to be. Tim Ray would always say, Club 407's the girlies heaven. <laughs> he has a really high voice for those of you who don't know. Just when he gets excited. But he's a, he's a hilarious dude. Live with Tim Ray and Sheets and Schubert, Bill Richhart, and Cat Poop. Uh, is that six? I don't know. And then the next year, we got rid of Schubert and Cat Poop and brought in Jim Stocks and Clancy. And that was that was the uh you know the dream team if you will <laughs> that was a dream team and then did you rush your freshman year no uh i didn't i rushed my sophomore year looked at different fraternities and he was a real frat guy triangle tree triangle delta tall delta was one but they were too pretty wouldn't you say, Gabe, you went to Ball State? Weren't they kind of like pretty boys, like you just want to punch them? Yeah, they were, what was the term back then? Preps, preppies. Mm. They were the preppies. Mm. Yeah. And then I looked but I at. Hung with, but I hung out with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there were some good dudes there, but some of them were just like, I don't know. They're just, yeah, want to punch them. There's not a lot of, lot of substance. Not a lot of substance there. Um. Rushed betas because big fella, your grandpa was the president of the betas at Ball State. Really, I know he's president. Yeah, um, and that's what Lance was a beta, mm-hmm. but uh, they were too scary for me, man. Like, 
too hardcore. <laughs> they were legit frats. They were like drunk, druggy, you know. And then I ended up rushing Delta Chi because it was what I thought at the time was a little bit of heaven. Uh, you know, you had farm boys, you had some druggies, you had some preps, you had some jocks, you had some little bit of everything. You know, we had cheer, Ball State male cheerleaders in the house. We had tennis players. We had baseball players. So it was a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You never lived in the house. No, I was smarter than that. I didn't want to live there. That was terrible. <laughs> How, were you in the frat all the rest of the three years then? Yeah, fraternity. Yeah, the frat. Fraternity. <laughs> fraternity. It's a frat. I'll tell you one thing I learned. You ready? Yeah. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta, Eta, Theta, Iota, Kappa, Lambda, Mu, Nu, Xi, Omicron, Pyro, Sigma, Tau, Epsilon, Phi, Chi, Psi, Omega. Sir. You got to go into that. Oh, uh, you had to learn all this stupid stuff. And if a older fraternity member was like, Lockmuller, give me the alpha, Greek alphabet. You'd have to strike a match, turn the match upside down, and say it before the <laughs> flame. flame hits your fingers. So. Did you ever get burned? No, man. I, I mean, dude, that's 30 years ago, and you hurt me. I probably could do it faster. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta, eta, eta, capital, lambda, lambda, zyma, chrome, fiber, silver, copse, five, guys, say, omega. Never burned. Never sir. never burned, sir. <laughs> sir. You know, the fraternity they had, back in the day, you could have line up still, and they would be like, hanging male pornography in front of you and like telling you to like stare at the junk stare at the junk you know just all sorts of stuff sleep deprived locked you in a room for like six hours <laughs> six hours yeah so the day you got uh you went from a pledge to an active member they locked you in a room that was probably eight by eight i mean a little room and it, there's 25 guys in there just cramped and they get, they just throw a bucket in there in case you got to take a leak and then they put a speaker in there and they just play the same weird like <laughs> song over and over for hours and you're just in there you're like what am i doing this is stupid <laughs> and then they just called you two at a time out of that room and Took you down the basement, and it was, like, all dark. And they had, like, hats on and hoods on and, like, this bucket of flames that they would stir that would flame up. And <laughs> they'd ask you these questions. And it was, it was intimidating at the time. But looking back, you knew it was all staged. It was all set up. <laughs> That's why Gabe didn't join because he was smarter than me. Yeah, the Delts wanted me to rush, but because they wanted me for my basketball abilities on the mm, intramural courts, scouted but, you uh, out. I was I was smarter than that. Yeah, because you had to pay, and then it was like whatever. Yeah, we'll move on. We if we ever get Tim Ray, we can go into Tim Ray stories. Uh, Tim Ray would be an episode in and of himself. What'd yeah. you say, Gabe? He is the Funniest human being. Yeah. He might be one of the funniest that I know. For sure. I love Tim Ray. Yeah, I got a lot of Tim Ray stories. You just want to do one quick Tim Ray story? Oh, boy. Well, he was our... um, I'm trying to be politically correct here. Slave. He was our house um, manager. Because he didn't have any money he's like <laughs> i'll be your house guy and keep it keep everything clean if you pay my utilities we're like yeah sure so he had to wash the dishes he had to sweep he had to dust he had to clean the bathroom the toilet the <laughs> shower i mean this place was a dump or six dudes live in this apartment <laughs> And, you know, he would come home from basketball because he ended up playing at basketball at Ball mm-hmm. State. Uh, same time Bonzi Wells was there. And, you know, we'd just be sitting around 
having a beer or two and he'd come in and we'd all have these plastic cups that's what we had we didn't have glasses <laughs> and as soon as he came in the door everybody just freaking fired at him <laughs> pick that up sambo and then he'd have to pick it up and then he'd get tired and we'd quit and be like i'm not your sambo anymore i'm done I'm like okay next pay cycle comes out with bills he's like Hey guys, can I be your Sambo again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you took a shower at our place and you just hope no one was there because if you're in the shower, they're throwing cold water on you. Yeah. Uh, one time Tim Ray was in there and we had a huge thing of Swiss Miss chocolate that <laughs> make, mixes hot chocolate, like the big carton. And we dumped that whole freaking thing on him in the shower. <laughs> and we ripped over the curtain. And he, uh, at this point, because our shower never drains, so there's always an inch of hot water in there. And so the whole inch of the shower is now hot chocolate. <laughs> and he's down laying on his side, just licking the hot chocolate off of his arm, saying, this is really good, guys. <laughs> and there was one time Clancy came in there. He's taking a shower. Because you'd lock the door, but people would pick it. And mm -hmm. Clancy put Elmer's, like he's shampooing as he's shampooing his hair, like scrubbing it. Clancy's squirting Elmer's glue in his hair. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... A lot of good times, a lot of good memories. Tim Ray had, uh, oh, probably four or five grandmas, quote-unquote, die <laughs> during his time working at the food service because we had a parking lot out back with the railroad ties up to the apartments, and we just played wiffle ball. Yeah. And we put filled the wiffle ball bat up. With, we put some water in there. We put a ton of BB. So when you swang, the bat swung. Swung. Gabe used to teach language, swung. So when you swung the bat, the whole water and BBs would fly to the barrel of the bat to give it a boost. And we take a cooler of beer out there, and we just play. We call it Sandlot because that's when that movie was out. Yeah. We just call it Sandlot. We play two-on-two two for hours. And it'd be time for Tim Ray to go to work, and he'd just call in. My grandma died. <laughs> I, ca I can't come into work. My grandma died, and he probably did that five times. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Ball State was good. Graduated. I graduated. Why did you laugh? Why'd you laugh? <laughs> yeah. Right. Why did you laugh? I think he's asking you. I didn't laugh. Graduated. I mean, didn't you fail like elementary math? Well, there was one class I failed three times. It was elementary geometry. <laughs> Shapes. Well, the problem was it was an 8 a.m. class. And, you know, in my youthful wisdom... I thought it'd be best for me to take my classes in the morning, get it out of the way, have the whole day ahead of me. But I didn't know I'd be staying up till 3 or 4 a.m. every <laughs> night. And then I couldn't get my tail out of bed. I still have an issue with that, don't I, Gabe? Yeah, you can sleep with the best of them. <laughs> yeah. He's a professional napper. Oh, yeah. I do have a sleep disease. I think disorder is the word you're looking for. Sleep disease. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a disease. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to live with it. Uh, I have sleep apnea. Mm. Uh, I don't wish it on anyone. <laughs> so graduate. Yep. Student taught then at uh, Arcola Elementary. Did you student teach there, Gabe? I did. Garmin student taught there. I was with Jim Graft. Um, got a job after that. Teaching sixth grade at Hunter Town Elementary. I actually had Gabe's brother my first year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, three years in the elementary, and now Caleb. Yeah, had had Tater for manager when I coached. Um, and then 
22 years in the middle school, 25 years. I need six more and daddy out. What are you going to do after? I don't know, man. There'll be other opportunities. I'll just know I won't be institutionalized. <laughs> the bell rings. You got four minutes to go pee. The bell <laughs> rings. You got to try to squeeze in a deuce. You got 28 minutes at lunch. I mean, it's just institutionalized. And that's good, man. I don't have any any real complaints about it. I mean, it's harder now than it was, but I'm fortunate to teach with some of my best friends. And you so, have collected just all your friends to teach. What do you mean? I mean, you slowly just assembled them. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, Wendy. He's not listening. We got Lanning. He's not listening. None Lance, of them are listening. He's not listening. Collier, he's not listening. Garmin's on it. He'll listen. Oh, of course. <laughs> I want to hear my voice. <laughs> yeah. Sounds sexy. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've had a blessed life, man. Mm -hmm. Good Lord's blessed me. Great wife, great kids. Uh, I was kind of upset with my son last week. I don't know if anybody wants to hear about that or not. That's another episode. That's another episode? We're running out of time. How much time we got? I mean, we can go until whenever. But we're at 56 minutes already. Yeah, dude, that's that's long enough. That's long enough. It's a long podcast. Um, stay tuned for Daddy Part 2. Yeah, we'll, we'll do this another time. And I'll be able to I can go back and tell you some real specific stories if you want. Gabe can tell you some more stories about how he learned to ski. Uh, he can tell you some stories about the gymnastics in the locker room. He can tell you some stories about how he exploded off the toilet in... Uh, Huntertown Elementary and what happened then. I mean, Garmin's, there's a plethora of stories just waiting. So, hey, I, I was just happy to stumble upon this uh, <laughs> <laughs> this thing that's going on. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Microphones, headphones. I know. It's a real it's a, it's a real deal. Quite the contraption we have. And uh, I believe you are not only a participant, but you've listened to Card Table Conversations. Uh, spring break in the car, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I was captivated. Oh, really? Were you? Captivated. What one do you listen to? I think it was maybe your first two episodes. Oh, we've listened to multiple. Yeah. Yeah. You had, uh, I think, like, your RA was on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I just want to say, hello, world. No, yeah. <laughs> I know, dude. That's how I started. I just want to let, let, let the world know, man. <laughs> Hit up my agent, Lockmuller K AOL. <laughs> For you young folks, AOL used to be a dial-up thing, but I still got it. I still got an email, AOL. It works, so you hit me up, Lockmuller, L-O-C-H-M-U-E-L-L-E-R-K, at AOL.com. Business inquiries only. First, first one to uh, actually uh, send me an email, man, I'm going to Venmo you some money if you got a Venmo. Really? What do they have to email you? Uh, the secret word is money. 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 First one to send me an email that says money. I'm gonna Venmo you, and you'll probably be happy. <laughs> yeah, probably I mean. be happy. But you also gotta tell me how to Venmo you, <laughs> like because I'm gonna send my wife on it. I don't have that. <laughs> you let me know. But uh, Brad, you're doing a good job with this, man. I hope you continue and Thank you. use your talents the good Lord's given you to tell stories and interview and uh man i got nothing to do until like august so hit me back up no yeah this is like this is like the episode that's like well this is why i wanted to start one because like even if no one listens to this like there will be a time in my life where i can look back and like doesn't matter how old he is or like when he's gone like i'll have like his stories and i'll have his voice to listen back on because like pictures can only do so much you know for sure. But, like, there'll be a time when you're gone and I'll have kids. And then, like, I'll have this to show them and be like, okay, well, here's my dad's stories, you know? Yeah, like, here's sure. your grandpa or your great-grandpa stories that you can go back and listen to. Yeah. Well, I got better ones. So, 
we can do one maybe off the cuff and I can be a little more uh, transparent. <laughs> like I'm not trying to lose my job. I got six more years. <laughs> There's cancel culture where it's a bunch of bull crap. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. No, yeah, thanks yeah, for man, being th- on. Thanks, Rye. It was good. And uh, we're uh, over an hour and we're going to cut it off. So, uh, mm-hmm. world, Lockmuller K at AOL for the money. Lockmuller K at AOL for money. Thank you for listening to this episode, which I think it's episode seven. I think we're on nine. Nine. Wow. I know. Made it nine episodes. He's, he's got sponsors. He made money. I think I'm like 30 cents in. He made 30 cents, baby, <laughs> but it's a job. Well, not about job. Hobby. It's a hobby. Low-paying hobby. Right on. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this one. Um, Yep. Stay in tune for the next one. We'll catch you next time. Like this